Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Elite female athletes from a variety of sports, including soccer, fencing, and boxing, uh, have called on our federal sports minister to set up a public inquiry into abuse in Canadian sports. They all talked about uh, in the last 24 hours about any further delay would lead to more harm when it comes to uh, what athletes have had to deal with. Uh, Many of them talked about uh, their mental health challenges that they have suffered after exposing misconduct. Uh, Sierra McCormick is a former professional soccer player. She testified yesterday as well to uh, this committee of of, uh, members of parliament. Uh, She referred to Bob Barada, uh, former Team Canada and Vancouver Whitecaps coach. Uh, Mr. Barada was sentenced last year to two years in prison for sexual assault against teenage players in British Columbia. Take a listen to Sierra McCormick speaking in the House of Commons uh, in regards to the abuse that she suffered. Take a listen. Yet the worst of the ordeal was not Barada's abuse. Rather, it was realizing that for the decade we tried to report Barada, the silencing we faced wasn't born out of a dysfunctional system, but rather was done with a willful precision. A system where to play sports in Canada meant and means doing so with a deliberate lack of protection from abuse, as well as a threat of retaliation speaking out about it. That was Sierra McCormick speaking yesterday, and it was a moving testimony, uh, not only uh, uh, for those that were there, uh, members of parliament, including the minister as well. Joining me now to talk about uh, the broader conversation about protecting athletes is Jennifer Walinga. She's a professor in the School of Communications and Culture at Royal Roads University and a former member of Canada's Commonwealth World and Olympic gold medal rowing teams. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, John. Um, the testimony that we just heard from uh, from Ms. McCormick and the broader conversation over the last 24 hours, uh, what impact do you think it'll have? Well, we do seem to be stalled uh, around this. And I think, you know, Kiara really broke the story. She was one of the first initiators of the story around Whitecaps. And, and it's gone on for years and years and built. And now, of course, as you described, artists in jail and was found guilty for uh, for those crimes and I think it just feels that it's kind of dragging and I can see that the desire for an inquiry of some sort is is growing and escalating because of that um, yeah I think the real gap is in terms of communication from Sport Canada, what is happening, what's going on behind the scenes that is changing, being more explicit about the efforts that are underway. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, when there isn't any communication, people will fill the gaps with their own assumptions. How did we get here? Uh, And I mean broadly when when you talk about sport, um, you know, you would think there would be some accountabilities, perhaps not in every sporting body, but some sporting bodies. The fact that you have athletes in so many different sports testifying, uh, where did we go wrong in your mind? Well, I think, you know, it's exploding in Canada but it has in other countries as well. Hmm. You know, we're a little, I wouldn't say late to the party because it's not a party, but we're a bit, um, we're not unlike a lot of other countries. We've seen similar waves of uh, rejection of principles and approaches to sport in Australia. We've seen it in the UK as well. So 
I think it's not new necessarily uh, or isolated to Canada. However, I think a couple of factors have contributed to the awareness building around it, and that's that the athletes have found their voice. They have platforms. Social media has uh, exploded, and our access to that kind of sharing, access to media has grown as well. But I think it's also a waterfall of, of people coming forward that then help other victims understand they're not alone and can also band together and share their stories. Is this about building stronger, more resilient uh, and accountable sports federation bodies or is this something deeper in your mind? Yeah, that's interesting. I thought you might go with uh, resilient athletes, which is an approach at times that people want to take and they think, oh, they just need to toughen up. But I'm glad you said sport organizations. I do think sport, and there's tons of research. I've always said Canada's, you know, a real leading research uh, country in this area. Tons of research to show the kinds of changes that need to happen in organizations to sport organizations to strengthen them, that our sport organizations has have operated in some ways um, autonomously, and we aren't, I think we're caught a bit in the middle, you know, we're not-for-profit organizations, but we're not, um, and we're public sector, but uh, the athletes are really stakeholders and clients, and yet we have members who are also clients. So it is a bit murky, but it's nothing we can't solve, and there are lots of great models out there across the world that we can learn from. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely we need to build stronger, more resilient, more uh, with greater integrity and accountability our organization. Uh, and how much do you think is this is just the emergence of, of women's sport? And what I mean by that is, you know, there's always been that disparity and there still remains that disparity between male sports and, and female sports when it comes to professional athletes. But you're seeing a rise of the WNBA. You're talking about um, a women's soccer league. Um, you're seeing a greater mainstreaming of women's sports. We're certainly not there. A lot more to do, that's for sure, when it comes to compensation uh, and many other things. Um, but do you think we're generally headed in the right direction in, in, in regards to this? And we are not at the inquiry stage yet. The government has not gone there yet. But in the broader societal conversation, do you see think we're heading in the right direction? Yeah, we have to keep our foot on the gas here. And hmm. I, I love your insight, Jazz, that it, it is with the uh, growth of women's sport because what that's exposed is inequity, Mm-hmm. And that's at the basis of all these issues, really, is a power imbalance, right? That certain people control everything, <laughs> and no one behaves well when other people have no power or when other, some people have all the power. So we really, equity is a great frame for all of this. And until we can achieve that kind of equitable uh, power balance in our sport environments, we'll continue to come up against this challenge, I believe. But yeah, I love to see it. I've often talked about the change is coming from the bottom up. Uh, The athletes, and I would say a lot of women athletes, are really taking the lead in this because they're living the the power imbalance and inequities. And, and, um, and they're articulate. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. We've covered this story a few times in different different ways. And I'm always amazed at, A, their bravery uh, and the fact that they are sticking with it as well. I think that's most important. You've got to be consistently in the face of elected officials to get to that point. But do you feel confident that we'll get there? I mean, you, like you said, you have to keep your foot on the gas, but you think we're heading in that direction towards an inquiry of some sort? Of some sort. There needs to be some kind of process. And I do believe that... But there's work being done, and again, that it's not being shared 
And this is this is everywhere in the world. You know, we uh, leaders tend to get down to it and want to solve the problem, but they forget to tell people. So I'd love us to call on the government for more. And I wouldn't even use the word transparency because we're using that in a kind of an accusatory way. But demand more clarity, more sharing, more explicit um, demonstration, even with Hockey Canada would be a great case example. So they've been, the funding's been returned because they met criteria. Okay, well, what were the criteria and in what ways did they meet it? Because then all the other organizations can learn from that model, right? So Mm -hmm. I think it's more about sharing what's happening. And in doing so, that gives the people who are asking for a process um, more teeth, really. They can sink into that and, and have a real dialogue about, okay, well, we want more of that. And we'd love to see more transparency around uh, that kind of reporting, et cetera. I think that would really lead us in the right direction. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate uh, you making time for us and, and uh, for such an important issue. Well, thank you for covering such an important issue. You're doing great work. Take care.